0: Hello ladies and gents, you are with Adriana Adrianasaurus and I'm the coach of Rapanorama, that's my Supercoach team name for the year. We're back for part two of my wonderful chat with Kane from the Supercoach Hub and the THC Podmasters Cup, follow us on uh, Facebook, it's a, where all your favorite podcasters and content creators go head to head in uh, leagues we've grown this year it's going to be a fantastic watch a lot of banter a lot of gifs and all sorts in there um, and follow uh, the super coach hub uh, on any of the socials facebook twitter and instagram um they'll show you how to join the discord and nathan also is admin on that super coach hub or you can follow nathan and the super coach guns on all the socials facebook instagram and twitter um Part two of the wonderful chat with them, covering a wide array of subjects, and we cover um, my team as it stands now. Uh, thanks for listening, guys, and enjoy my part two of chatting with these guys. Yeah, I've been in yeah. some. I've been in some chat groups where there's a bit of uh, Kurt Man talking up. I heard your podcast as oh, well yeah. today, Nathan. You're a, you're a fan. Yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. I just.
1: I'm. Right now, I'm trying to find a way to get him in. Uh, <laughs> I really want him this year.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've, I i have i do not know if I've just been unlucky to never own man when he's done anything good. Now, I've owned him a couple of times, um, you know, and I don't really rate the knights and and O'Brien how he coaches. So, but you know, h- how much is man? He's in the three hundreds, isn't
1: he? He's three eighty with five eights in a wing jewel. Uh, it's the center wing thing that's really appealing to me. Uh, you, but amount a, a cheeky. It is a bit awkward. I would yeah. have preferred him to be even fifty or a hundred k cheaper, but three eighty k. You'd figure he's averaging mid to late fifties with a sixty minute lock roll. I, you don't pass that up, even if it is in the second row at a similar price.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I mean, look, he, he'll be an option, I guess, for teams. I, you know. I don't know how many people will go for it, though, just because it's a bit unknown. You know, last year we heard all the hype that Watson was going to, you know, start at lock, and I just couldn't understand how many minutes Suasu Su got just for the quality of player he was. I always thought they looked better with Watson on. You know, And that, not saying that Watson didn't score well last year for the previous 300, wasn't he, as well, last year when we grabbed him to start.
2: So he was cheaper, but I also think Watson's a better player than them, so...
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's it's one of those ones where, you know, you could take a pun. <laughs> you could take a pun, you know, and yeah. it could be one of those ones that was just because he was someone that some people have had a bad taste in their mouth because they're just like Kurt Mans, he covers a lot of positions, but just none of them really well, <laughs> you know, so that's the, how they think about him, but you know, if he plays the the Watson type minutes, you know, there's got to be some value there for him in scores and, and, and price rises. Um, yep. All right. I'm going to go through, you know, all the positions. And I want you just, you know, nice and quickly to give me a, a value pick. It doesn't necessarily have to be a cheapie, but where do you think that there's value in that <clears position throat> this year? In hooker, you know, all signs point to Randall being value, yep. of course. Yep. There was talk that there's a cheapy Bulldogs maybe. Do you think it's going to be Jeremy Marshall King?
2: I think it'll be Jeremy Uh, Marshall King. Yes, and
0: yeah, I mean, I I think last year they the Cowboys played Ruben Cotter as as a lock, and he's you can pick (coughs) him in sec in uh Uh, Ruben Cotter, and I quite liked him. I think he averaged nearly fifty last year, and yeah, there's every chance that Lolo plays front row this year, so Mm -hmm. I don't think he's the worst shout. At 380.
2: Yep. I prefer that yeah. to Kurt Mann.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Um, in the front row, where do you see some value? We did mention TPJ and I think at his price and his duality, there's huge value in TPJ. He's a big dog in that pack as well. So he's going to get, he's going to get whatever he wants really. And value wise. For me are uh, Lizzie
2: Collins. Yep. Who- yep. When he, when he injured himself last year, he was playing as one of the best props in the game. He was just going berserk and killing it. Yep. So uh, I think he will have got a bit of a discount there and is priced fairly nicely. He's coming back for an ACL, yes, but you've, he's a front rower. He's not sidestepping. He's not putting on bursts yep. of speed, just running straight and hard. And he was getting a bit of an offload going at times. So yeah, I'm excited to see how he goes this year. And then um, Stefano. Yeah. So yeah. Stefano pro- provides value because he wasn't used well for most of the season. It yep. was only the, the back ten games of the year where he was actually starting, and everyone's realised, oh wait, he's actually a good player. He should have been starting the whole time. Yeah. Um, I mean, he, he was signed he on really big. He was,
0: yeah, he was signed on big money to go there, you know, and he, he was in the juniors. He was an absolute machine. So, you know, everyone knew what he was capable of, and it just seemed like it took way too long for him to use him and get what, what he is, you know. So I think yeah. this year, there's no doubt he's their best front rower. No, no doubt. doubt.
1: Yeah, for sure. For um,
0: sure. There's a warrior, uh, cheapy front row, Panay.
1: Yeah.
0: He's been floating
1: in and out of my side. Uh, he, he probably gets an increase in minutes. Uh, and he, he said he, last year ran an average of a 1.1 1. 1 PPM. I don't know if he gets to 40 or 45 minutes, but it, it, it's probably like a $100,000 increase. It's, if he was um, 205, then there's, then there's serious value there. But I'd rather go with a guy with similar minutes like Tepai Moroa from the Melbourne Storm now yeah. that they've lost um, Mika and uh, Nelson, there's a lot of minutes on offer, and he's 80K cheaper than Pene, I think, and with the jewel as well. Yeah. So he's possibly more valuable.
0: Yeah. Look, the thing about um, Maroa is you put him in your second row and you've got TPJ up in your front row, and then that's where it's handy because you can move them between each other there, and you've got yourself a buffer if you get an injury. You know, Penney could be just one on the bench if you get an injury to, you know, your other front rower, I guess, And you, if you've got a Lindsay Collins or you've got a Um, Do you rate um, these two names? Ethan Bullimore, I like the look of him as a player. Um, and, and I know he's a signing for the Manly Seagulls. He's going to have a bench spot. I don't know. He's 280. Uh, and I don't mind the look of, you know, for the eye test. I don't mind him as a footballer. Um, and I I personally I owned him and he was a bit of a pain in the ass to own, but I like Spencer Lini as well. He's 250. So in my case, I had enough cash there to go. Penne, who I thought 40, 45 minutes. Um, and you know, they generally players go out from the storm and and at least the other clubs go, Well, we've got a good player here, so let's use him, you know, when they go to a a, a not as good club. So, but those are two other names for value. Yep. In the the second row, value-wise, any names stick out to you for value in the second row? Um,
1: Other than Cotter, who we spoke about, uh, Sean Bloor as well. Yep. Uh, Luciano on the way out. They're still discussing a release for this year. Uh, I think that just screams to me that Sean Bloor is who they're looking at long-term to start in their back row. Uh, 260,000. He was meant to be starting last year ahead of Luke Garner, but he got injured. Yeah. So, uh, my logic is, why wouldn't he start this year if he can just stay injury free? He averaged 50 in the back row. He's priced at a 30 average. Uh, that's 160, possibly if he really kicks on 200, 250 undervalued.
0: Yeah. I mean, if he starts, he's, he's, he's very good value. Um, you know, I've seen some teams that have come out that haven't even had him in the 17. You know, they've gone with, uh, yeah. you know, Luciano and, and Garner. In, and Peachy's obviously gone over there as well, you know, probably in and around that lock area. You've got, like, players like Twal and that as well. So, you know, but like you said, I think that, you know, these players that sign elsewhere and they're, you know, got a, an attitude, you know, twelve I mean... Yeah. Uh, what's his name, could be in for a chance, Bloor. Yeah, absolutely. Um, How do you feel about players like um, Capewell? I mean, and um, Liam Martin.
1: Yeah, so I still really rate both of them. I think both really kick on in their averages this year. But just judging by the team layout that I've created and that a few people that I've seen have created is really only space for one of them. And then there's also a thought that Raymond Fatala Mariner could do something this year as well. But he's starting to slip a bit down the pecking order in the second row at the Bulldogs and here yeah. and in Supercoach. So I'm probably thinking Capral's the better bet because he's at a new club which demands him to play 18 minutes. Yeah. Whilst you've got Penrith, which is constantly producing players, so they will find an ample replacement for Kurt Capewell in no time. And Liam Martin could just go back to the uh, Kurt Capewell role, which isn't actually a value.
0: Yeah. I mean, I was really impressed last year by Scott Sorensen, and that's my biggest worry with Liam Martin. I think that he's a very good – he played out of his skin last year coming on in the second row. And I just – part of me at a point thought – you know, Liam Martin, he's, he's got a good work rate. He's, he's up to origin standard now. He's in a good team. But, you know, that's Sorensen emergence and, yeah, how they, you know, produce, you know, players because they're top of the pops, aren't they? You know, I worry about yep. Liam Martin. And, look, he's a big fish, you know, capital. He's a big signing. He's a marquee signing. So he's not going to be getting 50 minutes over at the Broncos, you know, especially with the immaturity that they've got on the bench. Um, he's going yeah. to play big minutes. And, um yeah, I don't mind him. I've got him in my team currently, yeah. um, but you know they're they're definitely too fair. You know, in the four hundreds options.
1: Yeah, and also look back to I think twenty twenty. cap was pretty injury affected that year, but when he started, he was when he played eighty minutes starting, he was averaging in the high sixties, early seventies. He was on eighty minutes on an edge with a high quality halfback. He was absolutely pumping out points, and that's where he is this year. He'll be on the same edge as Adam Reynolds. That combination is one the Broncos will use a lot, and I, all I see is un, is absolute value and upside there with Kirk Apewell.
0: Yep. Anyone for you, Kando? No one's no one's on the Lolo train. I, I don't know if I'm oh, keen for I, Lolo, but I hope, I'll I hope brief, he's first, uh, yeah. I think.
2: Just to see what sort of minutes they're playing in the trial games and what his role is and that sort of thing before I even think about it.
0: Yeah. And can before you believe...
2: that, it's got
0: to... yeah. Sorry. I was going to say, can you believe you're just saying, will I start with Lolo at 400K? It's <laughs> just things yeah, no. in that, that, words that you just don't think you would ever say, you know, but it is the yeah. case, unfortunately. There is a
1: big, uh, issue around that, around Tamalolo and that's he's not even vaccinated mm-hmm. yet. Like, yeah. he hasn't even started trading. If he starts training in two weeks and gets vaccinated, then you know, maybe I'll spare a thought but I can't see any reason why if he doesn't get vaccinated, well, he probably won't play much this year. You um, know, he, he, majority of their games, he has to be vaccinated to play in. Yeah, uh, So you're looking at someone who could play maybe 10 games at a pinch this mm. year if he doesn't get vaccinated. If he does, then, well, he's probably one of the most undervalued players in the whole of Super Coach.
0: Yep, yep. And, I, I mean, people will start him just because of the price he's at and the pedigree he, he had if, if he obviously gets vaxxed and he's, he's right to play. In the halfback position, do you think there's any value this year? I'm seeing people pick um, – Luke Keary in their in their yeah. halves, if they're not going with um Cleary. Do you think there's anyone else that sort of sticks out to you? I mean, obviously, we've got the cheapy in Ilias or um what's his name? The other South player. Is he is he halfback? Uh Taff. Yeah. Tough, yeah. And they're basically the same price. So obviously you're gonna go with one of them. Um I see a lot of teams that are going Sean Johnson, which is not funny. Oh, me. Yeah. No, not for
2: me. Uh, Why not? It's a bit risky. Injury, don't think it's gonna kick goals. They've got a pretty good run, which makes it a little bit more tempting. But um, yeah, I, I do think that there's a, a few issues there for picking Johnson straight up. I mean well, if, I
0: was, if I was going cheap if I was going cheaper in the in the I mean, I've gone the premium player, I've gone a premium and Ilias, you know, as my halfback, you know, so there's no, there's no need for Sean Johnson for me. But, you know, I see people talking, um, Titans, old mate, what's his name, Toby Sexton? Sexton, yeah. Yep. I even saw some Brown from the Parramatta Eels, which I, I don't don't really <laughs> like myself. Oh, no. no. So <laughs> no. You, you, you don't mind a bit of Sean Johnson, Nathan? No,
1: I, I think I just keep getting... Watching him, when watching him playing for the Warriors, he was he was really really good, and maybe it's a bit of a nostalgia that's making me pick him. But I just think that maybe returning home to the club that he really should never have left uh, is will bring out the best in him. I think a young combination; he'll have Reese Walsh as well with him. Uh, um, Reese Walsh's goal kicking conversion rate, well, he wasn't great last year with the boot, from memory. I think it was in the low 70s or late 60s. Sean Johnson, I would, I personally think he could get the goal kicking, uh, would put his goal kicking ahead of Reese Walsh, but it could go either way. Uh,
0: yeah, it well, I mean, Reese Walsh, Walsh is suspended to start the year anyway, so yeah, Johnson probably to start the year. Um, yeah. I just, I just think he. You know, he's been one of the greats, you know, uh, uh, in NRL and for for New Zealand and for Supercoach. But I just – the body is shot, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, could he do a Kieran Ford when he went back to Manly and play a full season after years of playing five games a year? You know, maybe Sean Johnson. He just doesn't seem (laughs) to me. That's what I'm hoping. (laughs) The the Sean Johnson that would run, you know, he doesn't run anymore. He passes. But he can create a line break, obviously. But – yeah. you know, for value in there, if it was Sexton, Dylan Brown or Sean Johnson, I'd probably go Sean Johnson just on pedigree. And yeah, that nostalgic feel of him going back to the club, you know, that he, that he made him great, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I just like quickly on- right-
2: Sorry. You
1: go. Oh, and just very quickly on Sexton. Another thing that made me want to pick him is that he's got a partnership with David Fafita now as well. Any tries to David Fafita score Sexton's very likely to be assisting so if you if you're a believer that Fafita will score almost every game like he did last year then you're going to want Sexton because it's a guaranteed 20 points on top of his base already which I think does get him to his 62 average that he had last year
2: yeah I I don't think that that's the case because Fafita doesn't have people assist most of the time when he scores his tries He doing a lot of it on his own. So the halves don't get a lot of credit for when he does score. Um, in fact, Quickly back to Johnson, I think that the the right second rower and the right winger both get a nice little nudge up. Yeah, uh, in sure. there. Yeah. Um, because he is now a passer and he can throw short and he can throw long. So I think both of those players will get a nice little uptick in production. Um, but yeah, in terms of Sean Johnson himself, Injury injuries are a worry for me, and um, yeah, he's not running the ball, so he may get as many line breaks and tries himself sort of thing, so he's definitely relying on those uh, assists
0: yep you can but get people you, get you, 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 can
2: get, so, yeah.
0: you can get people that are going to be the recipients of what sean johnson does he's He's helped every yeah. single player's career you know that's been on the outside of Sean yeah. Johnson, and I don't think that's going to ever change not not until he you know finishes up nope. Um, in the center, oh, sorry, in the 58 position. Um, I mean, and I, we should mention um, Jackson Hastings. You know, he's dual half and 5'8. I think he's probably going to be a popular pick to start the year just because of the value that he presents. He's a bit of an unknown, you know, at, at NRL level. You know, tried and tested that he's going to. I mean, I, I don't even know. Was he? Is he super coach friendly? We don't even know. And he's going to be in a rubbish um, team.
1: I don't remember him being overly super coach-friendly in the year before he left, but it uh, just screams he to was me. playing He's a lot off the beach, Did he? I, I, I have I very had
2: had a very time of like, utility stuff, but I remember in his first year playing, he was a cheapie, and I remember owning him as a cheapie, and he was pretty good. I think he was sort of mid-50s or so, I'm going to say off the top of my head. Yeah. Okay. So
0: that, that was much more encouraging. Yeah. Uh and what about Luke Curie? We know what he does for the players around him as well, you know, i.e. Tedesco. Do you like him? I've I've heard a lot of differing opinions on him. You know, he obviously in the games he played last year, I think he was a seven, he's average, you know, and he was probably getting towards the peak of his powers. But he is a bit sort of hit and miss, and then he can go very low, can't he? He certainly can. Um, and yeah, as
2: well and concussed and that sort of thing. So he's a bit of a risk factor there as well, but I think uh, he's definitely an option to go with if you're going to back the Roosters to be successful, basically. Yep. Yeah. Good point. Agreed.
0: Um, in the centre wing, there's obviously some value, as there always is every year. We mentioned players like Stags and Ewan Aiken, you know, who were mid you know, for, for a good price. One name that I want to throw out there who I like to look at from an eye point, the eye test point of view is Sel, Selwyn Cobbo for the Broncos. Do you think he's going to get a wing spot for them? Definitely. I, I think... Um,
1: you know,
0: I, uh, sorry, yeah, yeah I, I think he might start on the wing, but I could even see him taking the fullback position. He, he has a bit of the Inglis type you know, shape to him and he looks a likely customer. He's an awkward price. Yeah.
1: He is at awkward yeah. price. Um, but I think particularly when you can spend only $320,000 and then he's got Adam Reynolds and Katoni Staggs likely on his edge, uh, there might be enough upside to take the risk even at an awkward price.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, these people going with um, <clears throat> Xavier Coates, you know, because he's obviously gone to the Melbourne Storm who are a fantastic attacking team. And he'll probably get bags of tries, you know, a la yeah. the Fox. But it'll be, yeah. you know, Xavier Coates wasn't a very good cheapie last year, really, was he? Because he doesn't have that no. sort of, you know, base or tackle break ability, you know, consistently. He's not the type of player, you know, and I prefer someone like Cobo to take a pun on him you know, then someone who I already know has not really got the super coach-friendly game. He might get some tries, yeah, but so might Cobbo, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: Yep. Um, obviously, I like other players that are, present good value. I think Penasini is going to get that centre wing spot for the Parramatta Eels. Yeah. Um, who else? We've got the St. George. Right. Yeah, Penicini. definitely. Um, I think that... Um, Amone is it for the dragon? Yeah. He's slated to oh. take the fullback spot, is he? Uh,
1: the five eight spot. Five eight. Tyrell spot. Sloan will get the fullback spot. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Uh, I did. I did think there was one thing. I think Supercoach may have overpriced Tyrell Sloan a little bit. Um, it's just like he played five games, and oh, I suppose when now that I think about it now, maybe he is not as overpriced as I thought, but surely. He would be like a bit cheaper than Sexton. Like he only really had two good games the whole year last year, and he's not even on an actual top thirty deal right now. He's still on a development deal. So I'm sort of thinking that he's probably a hundred thousand dollars overvalued for, yeah, than four, I would have valued in
0: the tie. Um, tie. Yep. So I mean, I like Amone or whatever. He 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 looks a good yeah. buy, and, and Ali obviously you know he's highly touted 250 you know i think you can find some good options you know in your, in your center wing around that price point i think taylor may might take that wing spot at the penrith panthers, panthers yeah. yeah yeah and there's a lot of the look of it
1: yeah there's a lot of value in that and that 250 to 300,000 like you've got your Penicini's, uh, tago swali amone even to a lesser extent, um, Oliver Gildart and who was I just uh, Taylor May and Jordan Pereira from the Broncos. If he manages to snag a wing spot, yeah, uh, there is someone at 205 that's caught my eye, a Sue Cafeoa, yep, uh, Tiger Center as well. Um, Tommy Talau injured and Adam Dewey injured means that. It's uh, clear air for Kapeaola this year to start the centres. Uh, Stafford Tower did sign, but he's a winger and he's a winger really. And so, unless they're going to make him into a centre from the moment he's left the cl- join the club, I can't see anyone else but Kapeaola lining up there round one.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Good share. Um, okay. Yeah, because I mean, it's going to be no Nofaluma and Mamalo on the wings, so he's he's only yeah. going to be centre wing for him. If he if he does get a yeah. role in, yeah, for sure. And you know, you could say value in fullback. You know, not that I would ever recommend it to anyone as a strategy to go this year. Is there any value no. players in fullback?
1: Oh, if we're going to stretch
0: it, maybe
1: value. maybe Jaden Campbell at a stretch. I think he looks a very natural talent. Um, I fully expect him to go to the next level again, but I think even if Jaden Campbell goes to the next level, he's still going to be 20 to 30 points under what Tedesco and it are chipping out for you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's covered all of that. Um, here's another question. Are there any players being talked about heavily that you you don't like? You don't like in what you're seeing? Mm. Okay. McInnes? yeah, well, you tell me why you tell me why you don't like McInnes.
2: i I just think that he's not going to get 80 minutes and he he's being kind of spoken about as this mid 70s average player, but that was based on him playing an 80 minute game. and we're we're now into a position where this faster game he's never played before. So in terms of fitness, yeah, he might be a fit guy, but he's going to be doing a lot of tackling. He doesn't have a whole heap of hit ups as it is. His ceiling is capped. He, if he scores a try with a line break, he'll get 90. Like he, yeah. that's, that's as high as he's ever going to go. Uh, and I, I just don't see the interest. If for, by some miracle he starts playing 80 minutes from the start even, and he averages 75 he We've got time to get him later if need be. Like it, it's not going to hurt you to not have him. Is kind of where I'm going with that. Yeah. If you do get him and he's just plodding along with a fifty average off sixty minutes, then it's it's a waste of a spot for me. Yeah.
0: I mean, the things that worry me about him is that they've got quality thirteens and nines at the club. You know, you got Fanukan right. coming from the Storm, and you you got Blake. Brayley there, he's not actually going to be needed to play 80 because you've got very serviceable mm. players there. And he's coming off an ACL. You know, so mm. those are things that worry me. But if he does play 60 minutes, you know, he's gonna he's gonna bring up a big tackle count. <laughs> you know, he's gonna he's gonna tackle yeah. his ass off. And that's where he gets his My,
1: th- yeah. My thinking is that yes, he probably has an inc- decrease in minutes by uh, 20. So a 60-minute block, I would, have, I would have imagined. But isn't it easy for him to just upgrade up his work rate, to up it to a more like a 1.1, 1.2 ppm? Because he's such a workhorse, he does have that tank and he can just burn it faster. Couldn't he still reach, uh, maybe not a 75 average, but couldn't he reach a late 60s, early 70s and still make him undervalued?
2: I kind of see him as someone that gives 100% when he's on the field for 80 minutes. So he, he can't kind of give more for that 60 minutes. He, Yeah, he's not someone who's going to go on bus tackles. He's not going to throw offloads. He's not going to have tries. He's, it's just very boring and un- uninteresting for me.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I just <laughs> yeah. think, I think you could get someone like Capewell who you think is going to play 80. I can't see him not playing 80 minutes. And for 420K, yeah, you know, I just think he's going to score as well for, for, yeah. for, for 200 cheaper. Basically, or a bit, bit, quite a bit cheaper. Um, anyone named, you know, in the popular posts and and, and stuff and, and on podcasts, Nathan, that you're not um, jazzed on?
1: Oh, this is gonna to be tough. Um,
0: I mean, most of the people putting see. out the the podcasts and all of these posts and stuff, you know, they're, they're suggesting the right people for the most part.
1: Yeah, it's like I probably agree with them on the majority. Um, I'll have to see if I can find one very quickly. Uh, probably Cameron Murray, if I was to pick one. Yeah, I still He's always been a 70s player. I think he's just at value. I don't see him going up or down. Minutes aren't changing. There's nothing more to him. He's probably priced at value. Yes, it's 70 points. It's still a very good pick. But wouldn't you rather have someone like Ryan Madison, who's probably 10 points undervalued of what he's been uh, scoring historically? Or Tavita Pangai, who was the upside to reach that 75 average as well. Like, there's probably at 600,000, and it's an awkward price for an elite second rower to be at because you can spend 40K and you can have a stud in Angus Crichton who will score 75 to 80 points and then have upside. Or you could spend another 100,000 to get to David Fafita, who could honestly score 100 points each week if he wanted to. Uh, yep. Or you could go down $50,000, dollars 100000 and potentially have someone reach the 70 average that Cam Murray's at. I think he's probably overrated as a super coach by for this year, maybe as a trade target later on the season, but not as someone to start with around one.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I don't mind that at all. I think, like you mentioned Madison there, I think Madison and Murray are pretty similar in my mind for what, they're going to average at the end of the year and Madison yeah. hundred pay cheaper. So
0: yep. yeah. playing for a contract and you know, he's, he's got the gun sh- exactly. guns, the guns to get the job done. Yeah. <laughs> um, look, I'll say a player just naming a player, but it's more of a, an opinion on the air on the, on the position on field. I see some people saying, you know, start with Garrick because of what he was capable. You know, let's, let's be honest. What Garrick did last year, it t- totally took us all by surprise. Just because of the rise of Tom Turbo and the way that they played, he was the recipient of Tommy Turbo Magic and had an amazing year. But he at 767,000 is just too expensive. You know, I know mm-hmm. it's probably him and, and Brian Torall that you start that you know, they're the ones you want, you gotta. But I always feel like cheapies uh, in center wing, uh, you've got a number of extra positions. You know, in in there, you know, to utilize your cheapies to make money, you know, and, and upgrade to them. I feel like there's some areas where you build your your bank to upgrade, and if you're starting with somebody like Garrick for 760, you know, it's why you're spending it there. You know, that's my opinion.
2: Yeah, I don't like Garrick as a, a round one pick. I I think yeah, he's he's priced pretty highly. Yes, he has a pretty high ceiling as well, but they've got a tough first two games, so that kind of puts a bit of a dampener on it right from the get-go. Um, he's got the goal-kicking, so his base is good. He's still going to be a good player. Yeah. There are other players that are going to be good players that are valued lower. So yeah. he, <laughs> Like, you, you, you and Aiken. if he play, he's playing 80 minutes in the back row, he's going to be averaging in the 70s as well, and he's priced at 50.
0: Yeah.
2: AD, oh, yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah, yeah it's, all, it's about finding value. I, I don't think Garrick will go better than what he went last year, whereas there are others that I think can. So you've got to look at your team as a whole and try and get that balance right. And If you're throwing money straight away at Garrick and Toto, then you're not going to be able to get a Cleary or a David Cicida or a payne Half or a Harry Grant or one of those other top guys in the other position. So in terms of the center wing, they are the most volatile. They make the most money, the fastest. It's a matter of trying to maximize that cash early. And usually the center wing is the place to do it.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing. I just see a world where, you know, on a tough draw, you know, or, or just a slow start to the year, you know, he's going to drop quickly, you know, and, someone like tall because of his work rate might drop 50 70k you know but you can see a world where garrick could come down to reachable you know pretty quickly from someone like i don't know stags or whatever because if he gets down to the 550s and they've made their money you just see the jump up to him being a lot more achievable you know rather than starting with him you know and and tying up that money to start start the year um all right let's go to somebody that is not mentioned to death or hasn't been heavily mentioned that you do like for this year. For this year. Hmm.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll go first.
0: I'll go first. Yeah. I mean,
2: my, I think my team back up and see if there's someone in there.
0: Look <laughs> in the um in the front row. I think it's an area where you can save money. We've mentioned some good names in there. In you know uh, Utikamano, obviously Pango with his jewel. We like Lindsay Collins because he was a you know, a premium option. You know, we know the top tier is Payne-Hass, but someone that I didn't mind last year was Mo Fortewaica. What do you think about him? And and the price is pretty good for him as well. What's his price? Uh, Where is he?
1: 522.
0: Oh, yeah, so he's not as cheap as I thought he was. 521. So there's no point going Mo when you could just go TPJ.
2: J for another forty k. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, that's not that's not a good one.
2: So I think one that I mentioned before was Lindsay Collins. Yep. Which uh, he doesn't get too much spoken about him, but he was averaging over sixty and had that ACL done in in game, so that bumps his price, his um, average down a little bit. And then he's got the discount for not playing many games. And look, I I just think he's going to come out and dominate. I think we've Having guys like Kiri back, still playing with um, Jared and Siwa, they're going to have a pretty good role forward, and I think he's going to be leading it. And yep. then you've got some speed around the ruck with Connor Watson, who's going to potentially get a few quicker play the balls for Lindsay to get a roll on. Yeah, I just I think they're going to have a good year, and think is going to be a big part of it.
0: Yeah, any love for AFB this year? I know it comes with the risk of suspension yeah. and an injury, but I I like him. He's got the super coach friendly
1: game. Yeah. He's got a big ceiling too. Yeah. Uh, He's offloading. He attacks the line a lot. There is a lot to like about him. But when you can go 50K less for Utoika Manu or 50K more for Pangai, I I don't see any other option than to start those two. Um,
2: Yep. take Pangai in the back row for the moment though.
1: That is true. I could do that. And I've just looked at that and realised I could do that. (laughs)
2: <laughs> um, so,
1: Laura, I so have yeah, to go to the background at the moment. It's yeah, I think my thinking must have been that Pangoli's ceiling was uh, in the front row, too good to pass up on, and yep. that having potential to have a hundred, hundred and ten point scores in the front row is usually unheard of. But the fact mm-hmm. that he could do that every every now and again, or pretty regularly, is is probably. I think that must have been why I put him there or else I definitely would have put him
2: in the second I row, it. I think. Are you going half as well?
1: Uh, no, I've got and Utoi Kamanu, and then I've got a couple of uh, cheapies on my front row bench. But I have stacked yeah. the second row pretty heavily this
2: year. Yeah, okay.
0: Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Um, one one name I'll mention where we've set a position in five eight is a bit volatile. No, you know we're not volatile, but you've got your two clear leaders, and you can probably take a pun on a few in there. I really like Josh Schuster. You know, famously, you brought him mm. in right from game one last year. Can that was a genius move because he hit the ground running. Um, and I like him. I, he's he's second row forward in five eight. So if you do need to, if you want to upgrade him, you know you can flick him up to your second row. I don't know if you'd really want him in your second row, but. I'm going to start the year probably with Josh Schuster because it what, works for my bank. Um, let's I'll have a look at him. Then. He's in the <laughs> 500s. He's 533,000.
2: Okay.
0: So yeah. he's, he's a I a mean, k cheaper than a Munster or, you know, munster yeah.
1: price. And, and uh, I sort of view him as a guy I'd rather have in my second row purely because if, he, if anything happens to Kieran Forum, then he goes straight to five eight, and you've got a 5'8 ceiling available in the second row. Yeah, uh, But he probably should go to another level regardless this year. Uh, it's just whether it's an, in an NRL sense or if it's in as well as a super coach sense. Like, it could be that he has better quality runs or better quality offloads, but not necessarily more.
0: Yeah. I mean, you I know. just think he, he looks an outstanding talent, you know, and I think... Yeah. He's had enough NRL that I can see him doing as well, you know, this year, uh, definitely. And like you said, you know, I think if if there's an injury to to Foran, who has got a bit of a, you know, a history of doing that, you now he goes straight into that five eight role. You know, I just think in that area, I'm not willing to spend the money on Munster or um or Walker, you know. And I think that he's a he's a quality that I'm I'm willing to bank on, you know, in my in, in that position.
2: Here's an mm, interesting yeah. one that someone I remember someone mentioning the other day. Wade Graham, who's only 354.
1: Oh, okay,
2: I forgot about him. <laughs> because I only remembered because I think of Schuster as a Wade Graham, like I feel like they're on the same player. Um, yeah. So he's obviously had injury issues. He's had time off. He's got he had a bad run. He's had injury affected matches last year, which has brought his average down. He's then had um, and played half a season and he's priced at 350K as, a, as someone who we expect to probably play 80 minutes on the left edge of the Sharks who are supposedly going to be a better side this year. If
1: he's on uh, his face, Nico Hines' edge, well, that's the,
2: very isn't tempting, it? Yeah. isn't it? So, yeah, that's a, a bit of a little smoky pod that you could jump on.
0: Yep, good. All good. All good. um, All good. Shouts. We've
2: got got me excited
0: there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just that's a name that hasn't been mentioned. Now, I haven't seen much about Josh Schuster, you know, out there as well. And I think he's a great player. Um, You know, there's there's definitely some names, and we're obviously going to get more. Like I I I really like Jordan Pereira from what I saw of him. You know, tackle busting ability and he's a trier as well he's not going to go missing in games so Mm. if he jags a wing spot for the broncos i don't mind it you know so there's some good names in there i think that are the less you know mentioned players that could come up this year and get you off to a good start in your year yep uh all right let's go and finish off the podcast with my team as it currently sits now um Thanks for coming on and obviously talking about some of the relevant things. I'm excited for the changes and see what it is. I mean, that could change the whole landscape of how we what we've built so far. It might just be the old delete team and and go again because it could completely change your strategy. (laughs) Um, Look, in this team that I'm going through now, in a way, it's stupid in a lot of ways because I've got two nuffs on there as well. And you know, I don't know if that's I don't know if that's going to be the strategy (laughs) this year. It's just my strategy that I always go with every year. So there will. There will be changes, probably.
2: All good. Mm-hmm. You don't need I to name it. enough. They'll
0: all change. <laughs> uh, in the hooker yeah. position, I've, I've gone the Harry Grant and the Randall, you know, options. Harry Grant, to me, is, is head and shoulders, the best dummy half and, and super coach-friendly dummy half in the game at the yeah. moment. I think that there's not going to... in the, Last year, I felt like Melbourne Storm, it was 40% Harry Grant and 60% cheese you know i felt like that that's because of probably harry grant's being having some injuries to get over last year and because the cheese was very serviceable you know and they had cover you know they they used cheese more i think that because there's an opportunity for 13 minutes you know for cheese this year i really no i'm not going to go anywhere else other than starting with harry grant and the news about you know the unfortunate news about braley you know it looks like you know randall's going to be the the guy you know, to start the year with as the cheapy hooker.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: Uh, In the front row, I've gone TPJ. He's dual. He's cheap. He's a big dog in that pack. I can't see anyone not starting with him because he's just, he's got Isaiah Papaliti about him for last year. You know, he's probably a little bit more expensive than Papaliti started, but he's going to play big minutes in that pack. And he's, you know, I mean, I know that, There's probably going to be a big, there's going to be portions in next year that TPJ gets suspended. We know that. And he might get injured too with those hammies and stuff. So there's a risk. It's not, you know, it's not risk free, (laughs) but I think he's definitely worth a pun.
1: Definitely.
0: Um, Oitikamano, he's in my front row as well. That's just too lock and load. I'm happy to play them every week. I feel like they'll score well every single week in my front row. Uh, on the bench, I've gone with that Penne. I think it's forty minutes or forty-five, coming from a good system over there. Other ones that I, I thought about was Bully Moore and Leanu. I just had you know memories of Leanu not getting good minutes last year and being a real slow burn, you know. But I don't mind Leanu as a player for, you know looking at him in actual NRL. But I've gone with Penne at the moment. Yeah. Yep. Like um, one of my Nuffs is in front row. I've just got enough just, you know, to save some money and an area that's sort of a wasteland. I've gone with enough there because I've got Maroa in my second row. And if mm. worse comes to worse, I can get him up, you know, into the front row. Yeah.
1: Someone like Pia cura for like uh, 15, 13, 15K more might be the way to go if you want to upgrade in the second row you can chuck my roller up there
0: even yeah I mean I could I could definitely do that I mean I've got Pierre Cora in my second row as well so you know oh, he's not yeah, quite right. enough. but you know look I've got two strong front rowers and one 40 minute you know on the bench last year who yeah. was the other cheapie that we all went in this in the front row we went lean you and what was the other slow burn
1: oh I keep forgetting hey I could probably check all right
0: it was a it was a real um, slow burn Muzgrove? in there. Who? Zane Muggro? Oh, I don't know. It was no, they were I both think... playing, and I. The, I'll, I'll,
1: see, if, I'll <laughs> see if I can find that. Um.
0: But yeah, so look. In reality, you know, if I get an injury to those two main front rows, because I'm not going to reserve anyone on the bench, and I've got a, a playable one in Pen A for 40 minutes, and if I oh, do get am- an injury,
1: it was Utoikamanu.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, he came good. He came good. Yeah. Um. So, you know, I've got, a, I've got enough in there, but I've got three playable ones who I think if if I do get injuries and with Maroa in the second row, you know, feasibly, I'm not going to get myself into too much trouble. So I just picked a spot where I think it's a bit of a wasteland and that's the front row. Ideally I'd get, you know, up to a 200, if there was a 200, I've got 20, 30 K in the bank. So I could get up to a 200 K one. If there's one that's you know going to play. And I know that Maroa will play, but, I don't have him in the front row currently. Um, oh, in yeah. the sec- in the second row, I've gone with Ryan Madison. I think the price is good at five sixty nine. I think you know this year he's. You know, I hope that on a contract year, he's going to play. You know, give it a give it his best. You know, I, last year was kind of a wobbly old year. You know, I think because of the emergence of Papali'i and wow. the minutes, and it was just inconsistent, wasn't it? With with Madison, yeah, but. No. I think Nia signed elsewhere, hasn't he?
1: Um, he's still there, but Fifth he's worried he's bound, so they won't use him as much.
0: Yeah, and I just think that Maddow's going to have a good year. Yeah, he always does, he did that last time when he was on a contract year. Um, I've gone Capewell. I've picked Capewell over Martin because I think he's a big dog in that pack. He's been a marquee signing. I see him playing big minutes. Yep. yep. Um, and I've gone Ruben Cotter and I've, that's obviously a speculative one it's going to, you know, he's got a Lolo's going to go in the front row, but I think that the way that the game's going is with those mo- mobile great leg speed type locks. And he, he, he was being picked there last year. Yeah. he average 48 right. points. Yeah. 48.7. Like and it wasn't fabulous minutes. So, I just think that it's yeah. a position for him to grow into this year. If they start the year and Lolo runs out at thirteen, then it's a complete no for me. But if he starts the year at lock, I like him. I, you know, I was surprised last year that he scored near, near on fifty.
1: Yeah, I think he had quite a bit of he had a neck injury as well. Found a lot of last year too. Yeah, so he was playing limited for quite a large portion of last season.
0: Yeah, um, so that's that's the second row on the bench. I've got Targo. You know, I know, I know he's going to probably yep. play in the centers, we think, for, for Penrith. Um, yep. The other Nuff I've got is in center wing. And I've got them as the second row, you know, center wing jewel so that I can move them, you know, bet- if I need to and get him down into the center wing. If I have problems down there, um, you know, I'll, I'll see a lot of teams with him down in their center wing and they've got the Nuff. doesn't matter where you put them really, but I've just got him up in the second row so that I can move him down. I could switch him and and you and Aiken if I want to. Yeah, no,
2: nice. yeah,
1: it's pretty good.
0: Yep, I've got Moroa on in the second row. He's dual, and you know I can move him and TP, TPJ around. Um, if, if, in a perfect world, you know I don't have to go enough, and I, I there's going to be a two hundred grand playable option, you know, and I can do something up there. But you know I've got him there as a buffer that's sort of the way I can have enough in front row because Moreau is down there in second row to come up if I need him. Um, The other one I've got is Pierre Cora. I know he's he's suspended to start the year. I just look at that Broncos team and how he's been rated, you know, and they've paid, they're paying money for him. Um, You know, he's got to get come coming to that team. You see him coming in when he's back and getting some minutes, you know, so he might be a really, really slow burn, but you can just see him being a priority for the Broncos as a, as a, as a benchy. Mm.
1: Yeah. I think you're spot on
0: there. Yeah. Yep. I've gone with Nathan Cleary in the halfback position. Now we don't know if Nathan Cleary is going to front up for the start of the year um, due to the injury, but you know, he looks like he's tracking to be ahead of schedule. He costs a pretty penny tick under a million dollars. So, you know, any team that's going to have a Cleary or a turbo in it that you're going to have what I'm going through. You're going to have enough or, or two. You're going to have, some cheaper options. Like you you said, Nathan, you've stacked your second row. I've gone a couple of middies in there and one sort of, you know, premium in Maddow. And you've got to save the money somewhere. And I've got Cleary just because I don't really love any other halfback other than probably Daily Cherry Evans, you know, and at the start of the year with a tough run. And, and, and traditionally, DC doesn't start the year on fire. He finishes it on fire. You know, so I, I just... It's Grant for me was the only hooker I wanted and the only halfback you really want is Cleary. It's just whether you start with him and you try to get to Cleary, you know, somehow. Because that's the thing. How are you going to get to Cleary? You know, he might come down a little bit, but how are you going to get to him?
2: Yeah, well, it's also the fact that we've got origin coming in around like around 1213 sort of mark. So how how much of that first 12 round period are you going to not have him in your team for? Do you do you start breaking the team apart in round three just because you're trying to create enough cash and throw out the balance of the rest of your side to try and get him in, or do you try and work that out right from the get go and just plug him in there and then, then just bank those goals until round twelve when yep. you're going to potentially yeah. have a break?
0: Yeah, this- as a
2: not sorry, yeah, as a non-cleary owner. I've sort of laid it
1: out so that I can use my set of wing cash rise to potentially fund someone like Kurt Mann to Nathan Cleary. Because Kurt Mann will have a steady rise and slowly make his way up to the late, uh, probably the early 500s in price. Uh, and then you can use guys like Panassini, um, Junior Amone and Isaac Tago to earn Probably the rest of the remainder between Cleary and uh, Kurt Mann, potentially. And if worse comes to worse, I'll just put Luke Cleary up to Nathan Cleary. Like yeah, I've yeah. got Luke Cleary as my halfback now, I've rearranged it. But I've got Luke Cleary, Elias, Sean Johnson, and Kurt Mann. But having Kurt Mann as a 5'8 center wing means I can use guys in my center wing to upgrade Nathan Cleary without, with easy flexibility.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've gone Cleary because, you know, there's a couple of players in the game that you absolutely fear watching them when they're not in your team. You know, Turbo, we know. You know, you get a bit of that with Teddy and and Pap. And you you get it with Cleary. If you don't own Cleary, you're shitting yourself watching him. And, you know, I've sewn up, you know, Hooker and Seven, which are two sort of clear-cut positions of the players that you want you know, and that's how I start my year. And, you know, you can think about ways where, well, you, what position am I going to be reaching up to the players I want? Well, I think I can reach from Reuben Cotter and from Capewell up to Angus Crichton and Fafita. You know, at a, I think that, that, that math, the mathematics of that are going to be much easier for price rises and, and, you know, someone like Fafita might hold his value pretty well, but, you know, going from Capewell, who's at four, 30 you know i think that that reach up is is going to be very possible you know earlier you know early in the year and i don't have to worry about cleary so i've got him you know and obviously the way that i've got my team build yeah you know, i can do a lot of things if Cleary is not right to go for round 1 and i you know obviously reduce him down to another player i can do anything i want really i'm bringing a lot more you know power into my team but he's there for now
1: mm-hmm. yeah. i mean oh, i guess Just as you were speaking, I've also reconfigured it to have Nathan Cleary in there as well, because you just reminded me that he's terrible to watch if you don't own as well.
0: (laughs) Yeah, (sighs) he is. And, you know, I I just think that if you make your team with Turbo, um, you look around and you go, nah, I don't like that. I can make it with Cleary and I don't mind the look of this. So he's in there, you know, (laughs) and he is one of those players that you just, you can't not. You know he's a tough watch if he's not in your team. Um, I've gone with Ilias on the bench. Um, you know, he is touted to be the one, isn't he? Do you, but it doesn't yeah. matter to me The the no. other one's 210, isn't he? So, yeah, whichever one it is, so is, I'll put him in there. I think they're good value.
2: Well, the thing is, they'll, they'll both play round one because uh, Littrell so yeah, Ilias will be half back and Taff will be full back. So, yeah, Taff.
0: yeah, so what was
2: encouraging
1: was listening to an interview that I think uh, the Daily Telegraph did with uh, Jason Demetrio, and they said that, well, they view Elias as the long-term seven. They want to stick with him this season as their seven. So it sounds like they've got their mind made up already that Elias will be their halfback this year.
0: Yeah. I mean, the thing that would worry me the most is obviously because Latrell's out, you know, you've got – uh, the, the fullback spot being filled. And then if he goes once Latrell's back into the halves and Ilias goes out, that'd be the big worry because you, you mm-hmm. picked wrong, you know? So that's the only worry I do have around around that. Um, and look, he was good in the final series filling in, you know, for Latrell, he's got to have earned some points, hasn't he, with South for, for the job he did? Yeah, um, definitely. I- I- yep. Oh, sorry.
1: Yeah, I, I think that, uh, they, he also said that we think that Elias' utility value, not Elias, Taff's utility value will mean that if if, if Anthony Milford's legal troubles don't clear up, they'll use uh, uh, Taff as their full name this year.
0: Yeah. Um, I've gone sort of a pod, you know, in 5-8. I've gone Josh Schuster. I like him. I like him. I like him as a footballer. I like him in that team. He, he he's, he's one that makes his own super coach points just with brilliance, you know, and... Um, I like him. I think uh, there's a few options I could have gone in the 5'8 position, but, you know, I think I've got probably, you know, I've got playable five-eight and 7 that I'd be happy to play every week. Now, obviously, you're going to be happy to play Cleary, but I think you're going to play Schuster, and you, he doesn't really have a bad floor. You know, in all the games that I owned him in last year, he was always, you know, he's got a good floor and a good ceiling, you know.
2: Yeah, yep, I me like as well. I've moved him into my team.
1: If I was to be really critical, sometimes he's a little bit lazy on the edge. Yeah. But that's just being super critical and super harsh.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Floor is, it is very nice because he's got such an attacking game uh, and the upside's obviously there. Uh, I, again, as I said before, my interest is when or if Foreign gets injured. I think you've got to have him in your second row because I've seen him play 5 8 and it's yeah, he will be there 5 8 in not very very little time.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I he'll mean, he got
1: a hell of a 5 8.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, Kieran Foreign, you know, he's probably got what a year maybe if he could manage two it to yeah. tops. Um, yeah, but I've got him in there and in the second row. You know, last year he still they got the ball one wider of, you know, four seems quite happy to give him the ball and let him make yeah. obviously because of his younger legs and creativity. So I like him and I like the look of the team with him in there. I've gone Jackson Hastings on the bench. You know, he's he's a midi price wise, but you know what have we got that's cheap that you you do want? You know, not at the three hundred k price really is there? I mean, Kurt Man, I've
1: only. Yeah,
0: that's my yep. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd probably just—I'm kind of, in a way, if you had Kurtman playing lock, I prefer him to Hastings, just because the Tigers suck. I mean, so do the Knights. I think this year, personally, yeah. but you know, I—I I don't know. I just—I just—I've got that bad Kurtman taste in my mouth. But I've got Hastings at the moment. Um, in the wing and centers, I've gone you and Aiken, and I haven't gone um Stags, and it doesn't sit well with me. But I've had to pay for, you know, if you look at my team, I've gone the premium hooker. I've got the premium halfback. So it's it's got to come from somewhere. And the, the one yep. that's that one spot uh, uh, in the first iteration of my team, I had Aiken and I had stags, but I've taken stags out. And look, if I'm being honest, your stags, we see potential with stags, but he's not all as great as we, everyone makes him out to be, you know, some bonafide, you know, Locke as being the greatest buy ever because he's been he's he's been injury prone. You know, he's and he's not always scored well. He's had some low scores. He's been up and down. When he's good, when he's a good, he's good. Agree.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with yeah. that. He's been fairly extent. overrated so far. And look, he's damaging when he's playing. Uh, he can break tackles. He's. Um, Always threatening the line, always bending the line back when he runs the ball. Uh, I just think he's a decent pick for this season due to price.
0: Yeah, yeah. oh, I and mean, that's it. Your team oh. looks good when you've got you and Aiken and Stags as your first two in your center wing, and yeah. you know you put your, you plug your cheapies in, and you, it makes you feel really assured of how you're going to start yeah. your year. And he he definitely presents value, so I think most teams will have you know they'll have Stags and probably you know. You and Aiken in there? Yeah, I've gone um, with Aiken only. Sorry. Yep, go on. Yeah, I've just gone Aiken only.
1: Yeah, okay. With Stags, it's sort of like it's it's sort of like Caelan Ponga was last year. He's shown flashes of brilliance. If he can just put it all together, then Stags is a top five center wing easily. Yeah, but he hasn't put it all together yet. Between on field injuries and off field behavior, is He's had an uh, inconsistent start, but if he can put it all together this year, which it could very well be the year with Adam Reynolds there, he's also finally got a good organising half is another point. If he puts okay. it all together this year, then uh, the sky's the limit for Katoni, much yep. like it is for Caelan Ponga, when if he was to put it together last year, and he didn't. So yep. there's two there's two sides of it, like you say. Yep.
0: Yeah. Um, I've gone Amone from the Dragons. I think it's a, you know, it's a 280 price. He's going to be playing in the halves. You know, Uh, I think he's he's good value. And, you know, part of me also likes to build my team, you know, with not an over-representation from one team, you know, and I don't own any Dragons and he's just a a player from another team that I can plug in there.
1: Yeah. And he's a very run-first player. You look at his games last year, he had a lot of runs. He has a very good base for a 5'8 as well. Uh, And he has the upside, and he looks to be their long-term 5'8. Long-term, they're looking at Tyler Sloan at fullback. You've got Amone at 5'8, and you've got Sullivan at hooker long-term. Sullivan obviously won't be the hooker this year because they've still got McCulloch. But 2023, you're going to have a young but high-quality spine, similar... To what the Titans have this year potentially. Yes. Amone looks to be almost one of the main linchpins in their attack this year. And I could see him um again reaching a 60 average quite comfortably.
0: Yep. And I mean I much prefer him at 280 than someone like Oliver Gilda, you know, by a yeah, long way. For sure. Yep. Yeah. Um definitely. Joseph Soali, you know, he is absolutely a lock for me. I think. The kid showed a little bit last year. He didn't get many games last year, but there was one game because I'm a Canberra Raiders supporter. He absolutely gave him a bath on, on, you know, he was so hard to handle for the Raiders and he was, he looked fantastic. he did a, in and away on one of the Raiders and just made him look like a bloody idiot. And, you know, you got Keery in that team and, and Tedesco. Oh, I think they're going to finish this year top four easily. Oh, I think the Roosters, some people have them down at five, um, but I, I've got him firmly in my top four. Yeah. And I think that Suwali on the wing is a good spot to have him this year, you know, if, yeah. if for his first proper full year of, of NRL. So he's in there um, and he's, you know, 259, just not breaking the bank. My other starting, you know, player is Penasini. Love the look of him. You know, a lot of, you know, the chat out there was that he was more talented than um, Suwali, and, and to be quite honest, in first grade, I've probably liked what I've seen for Penasini more
1: than what I've seen from Sue He looks like yeah, he's a good one. Yeah, for sure. Like He looks to be a reliable uh, super coach prospect as well. His base last year was in the very late 30s when you when you include a base attack, Oh, yeah, I think when you include base attack, it was uh, very late 30s, early 40s. He looks to be uh, safe as houses in the centres. He impressed in the finals campaign. Uh, my only concern is that uh, the Eels are looking to sign uh, Curtis Scott if he can get rid of his legal issues. Uh, if he signs, I think Scott's too talented not to start in that lineup. Um, and it's whether they drop Walker Blake or Pennacini. They could say to Pennacini, "Have another year to develop, and then we'll unleash you in 2023." I hope not. Oh, I hope that'd not. Be,
0: that'd be a tragedy. But- I mean... It would be a tragedy. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I think that Penasini is better than Curtis Scott. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Curtis Scott looked pretty good, you know, in there with the Melbourne Storm, but he's just too much of a train wreck, you know, now. And when's the last time he saw any good football out of him? Certainly wasn't at the Raiders.
1: No. He did show flashes of brilliance yeah. in the last little bit, but nothing sustainable. And that was part of the issue with Curtis Scott because I did remember having a look at him last year for super coach, but again, he was too unreliable and it's just, then he kept getting suspended or stood down every third week.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, that'd be a, that'd be a dagger. I reckon if you, if you didn't get anything he looks very likely. He, he looks to me like, you know, that's, that's the way forward for, you know, the Eels is yeah. players like him. I mean, I really don't rate Wonga Blake either. I mean, Wonga Blake has flashes of flashes of brilliance too, doesn't he? But, no, it's and he of, did
1: improve last year. In was, well, he did improve defend, quite a lot. Not
0: defensively, he didn't.
1: Nah, that's no, that's true, actually. i must yeah. not going
0: to in league in ages. Um, <laughs> all right, so that's the centre wing for me. On the bench, I've gone with Selwyn Cobbo. I know he's a bit of an awkward price at 320, but, you know, players like Schuster, you know, like Penasini, I've gone with these ones that look like, um, you know, really likely players, and i it's very small amount of sample size that we've seen Cobo in, but I hope he takes a wing spot and I can see him, you know, busting over the line, you know, for bulk tries. And he, to me, he just has little, you know, in body size. He reminds me of, you know, a Latrell type size and, and an Inglis. I know that those are big comparisons to expect that he might go as good as them, but <laughs> I, I see him as the Broncos future fullback. And I wouldn't even be surprised if he takes that spot this year. I know that Tessie knew late, last year showed quite a bit really he looked like one of their better players so you know obviously Tessie knew will probably start the year but I do see a, a world where Cobo you know starts well on the wing and might you know take the fullback spot before you know before we know it
2: mm-hmm. he's a bit yeah, of a punt. that's very possible
0: yeah it's, it's yeah, a punt, he... and he's not even guaranteed you know over there they've got um Isako, they've got uh, what's his name, Corey Oates, which I hope that neither of those, two, I think they're rubbish. You know, Zarko's been good yeah. occasionally. um Yeah, I hope that it's Pereira. It's
1: Pereira as well. Yeah. yeah, I
0: hope it's Pereira and, and Cobo on the wings, personally.
2: Yeah, well, Pereira's yeah, had great good seasons with Dragons where his, his base is just massive. Yeah. So if he can yeah. replicate that sort of base and Jag a few tries, then yeah, he'll be a good option.
0: Yep, um, my other player on the bench is Taylor May. I like him for the wing spot at the the eel uh, the the Panthers. Sorry, and it's a good place to be on the wing for them. He kind of looks like yep. tall, like a poor man's tall. In the in the little yeah. sample size we saw, he looked like a little goer. He certainly looks, you know, the better of the May May boys. Yeah,
2: sure. Yeah, it looks like he has a decent base as well. He he has a crack. He he gets involved, whereas. Um... Last year's favorite did nothing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right. And the last, um, my last benchy spot is Burbo. I've gone with Burbo again this year because he's obviously dual, and I can switch him up there with Isaac Targo. Um, And do you see a world where Burbo gets any bench time this year for the for the? No, no, no. No. He's not going to. Well, so you get some bench
2: time, but not regularly and not many minutes.
0: No, well, so I mean, he's essentially enough, you know. So that's my second enough. <laughs> yeah, you know,
2: there's also a guy called Shannon Harris from yeah. the
1: Penrith Panthers, who's based on Price with the dual position. Yeah, as well. And if I
0: need to, if I need a ten grand, you know, that that's what I'll do, obviously. Perfect. But essentially, yeah. that's where I've got two enoughs. Yeah. I've got a, enough in the front row, and I got enough in the centre wing. If you were ever going to start the year, I think one nuff's pretty good for looping purposes. If you're going to start the year with one in set, center wing, especially if you've got a dual you know, second row forward center wing, that's the place to do it. Um, I've yep. probably gone a little aggressive for what we we know currently with you know the how the rules are going to be and what the season's going to be like to go with two, but I've got them in there at the moment, and I've gone with the Turb the the um, Tedesco and Pappenhausen fullback. Turbo's too expensive for me to start the year, so I've gone with them. Uh, in the fullback, I think the gap between Turbo and them is going to be closed this year. That's my tip.
1: Yep. Yeah, great. Agreed. Uh,
0: right. Just
1: on the center, center wing Nuff that you were mentioning, Yeah, uh, there's a guy called Isaiah Tass from the uh, South Sydney Rabbitohs. It's apparently him versus uh, Tane Neal for the center spot. Oh. Uh, and Tass is Basement Price. So... There is. If you were to – I've got him in my team just as a spot right now and at 175,000 there's not much risk there if he does get a starting spot at all. And I have run some numbers on him from uh, last season when he was playing Queensland Cup and it, it is impressive. He did average uh, in the 60s, mm. 67.7 last year. So I generally tend to knock 10 or 15 off that and that's what you probably get in the NRL.
0: Yeah, well, that's one to to keep an eye on. He's not Jewel, though, is he?
1: No, just a wing.
0: Yeah, and I mean, what I get from having a enough Jewel, you know, is I can move, I can move between the, you know, yeah, you it's... and Aken, and I mean, I've got you and Aiken down there, so I can move him as well with Isaac Targo, who I've got up in second row, you know. So I don't necessarily yeah. need it, but I mean, well, that,
2: and, that was uh, a hope he plays, and we can actually get a get a score out of him, sort of option, rather than yeah, exactly, uh, yeah, enough
0: position yep yeah. beautiful i'm gonna to have to probably split this into two because i've held you up for so long but it's been really good to chat with you <laughs> you know i mean this is my first podcast of the year so there was lots of things that were on my mind that i'd just been jotting down so it's great to talk with two good minds i think for Supercoach. um i'll split it into two podcasts now we, i see yeah, that's great i've got two my first two um and you know <laughs> we've covered quite a bit in the show so i thank you both very much for coming on
1: not a problem. No, for having Thank
0: you keep having us. And you know, I'll go off and do um, you know, some previews. This year I might do it by position. I've done it in the past based on teams, so I might just do it by position this year to do it differently. Um, you know, in the up, you know, in the upcoming weeks into the to the season. And hopefully you know, later on in the year I can have you both on again. you know, probably one at a time. But you know, I'll have you on again later on in the year. Sounds,
1: Sounds good.
0: good. Thanks very much bye well that is it thank you very much to kane and nathan look them up on all their socials the supercoach guns you'll find them on instagram facebook and twitter and look up the supercoach hub on twitter uh they're on instagram and facebook as well you can join the discord kane thanks very much nathan great chat Hopefully it was you know interesting and informative to you for Super Coach purposes. I'll be back in the preseason doing probably positional reviews and and who I like, who I don't like from teams. I mean, we covered, we touched the surface tonight with some players we do like and that we don't like, and blah blah blah. But there's more, you know, and um, I'll be releasing it steadily in the lead up to the season commence. Uh, Thanks so much for listening, guys. I really appreciate all of the support. If you click the link on uh, this post where you find it, on the Twitter, on the Instagram, or on the Facebook it'll take you through Linktree to all of my socials and you can follow me on those. I've got a nice Facebook group um, on Instagram and obviously on Twitter. Um, all of those you know, different socials have different content. So if you enjoy um, the stuff, you know, give us a follow on there or give us a like or whatever. It means a lot to me. Uh, and thanks so much, guys. We'll talk to you again soon uh, with our first positional uh, preview. Kurt man are we actually gonna really go there again this year? I don't know. For me. Oh, I think this. maybe. <laughs> but thanks for listening to the show. Thanks, Kando. Thanks, Nathan. You're both legends. Hope we can talk again soon. Thanks, guys. Bye.